1: Today's episode is sponsored by ChrisTaylorRacing.com. Welcome to Driven to Compete. I'm Carrie Rouse and I travel to racetracks around the US where I interview members of the racing community and share their stories as a form of inspiration for our community. I am here with Tim White and we are at, um, today is the last day of the pro solo event for the SCCA at Bristol. And then starting tomorrow, they have the, the, is it the national tour or is that what they call it? National tour solo, uh, excuse me, yeah, solo event for Saturday and Sunday here at Bristol, which is kind of unique because you've got two different, similar but different events back to back. So it draws in a lot of people. And um, so tell me a little bit about uh, what you're doing in motorsports right now, uh, probably related to solo at, at, and um, SCCA, but is, anything else that you're doing related to uh, auto, automotive stuff. Okay. So, uh, yeah,
0: I've, I've been into cars uh, pretty much since I was about 18. Uh, and I've been doing autocross, uh, which used to be called solo two. But uh, it's only the old fogies, uh, including myself, at the ripe age of 38, that still remembers it being called that. Um, but yeah, so uh, this year I'm actually taking a bit of a year off from my usual ride of a street mod car and driving the, the Cayman. Uh, and one of the reasons behind that was I did uh, one lap of America this year
1: in the Cayman. Dude, I was. So, I covered that. Okay. I didn't know that you. I didn't know you were doing it. I, I yeah. was there for uh, um, Eagles Canyon. Okay, yeah, Lisa Lisa drove at Eagles Canyon. Okay, and yeah. then I know you got rained out at the drag strip. We did, we were very sad about that because we have a PDK
0: in the car, and uh, it, it was like bracket racing in with a yeah. PDK is is the bomb. Uh, literally, you cannot go wrong with that car. Well, man, so. and then I, I was at Hallett as well. Okay, yeah, so I drove at Hallett. Uh, and I think we did well there. We were high, t- high teens uh, okay. at Hallett. Uh, but, yeah, so we, we actually suffered a shock failure uh, on the front left. And, at, uh, at Hallett? Well, no. So between Nashville Super Speedway and Eagles Canyon, we actually had a bird. Uh, so the car is A Street Legal. It's an autocross car. Yeah. I uh, bought it from Kevin Wenzel. Yeah. And uh, so it has uh, MCS two-way remotes. And so there's a line coming off the bottom of the shock. Uh, and a bird got sucked up underneath hit the shock line and ended up dying a very violent death otherwise uh, but yeah it wasn't until later that when I took the car apart uh, to fix everything that I figured all this out but yeah so from uh, uh, Eagles Canyon through the rest of one lap uh, we had three working shocks
1: oh my gosh. yeah but that, that's actually <laughs> why it's still stickered for one lap right now I didn't uh, even I didn't even notice that I should have noticed that
0: yeah so it's it, we I actually just got the shocks back from the re, or from the builder. Uh, refreshed Saturday and then did a couple of late-night thrashes to get it ready for the pro solo and the tour okay Uh, but yeah I've been doing uh, motorsports basically since 2006 Uh, like I said mostly in street mod but this year uh, thanks to one lap and the the generous sponsors uh, they give you the discount on tires and it made sense to uh, to buy the tires for the Cayman test and autocross and then kind of just do the whole year uh, in that regard. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so there's multiple events throughout the year that are kind of like Bristol here. So there's spring nationals where there's a pro solo, there's a tour, there's summer nationals where there's a pro solo and a tour, and then there's actual nationals in September back in Lincoln, Nebraska, where there's the pro finale and the tour. And this is considered the summer this is Yeah, this is summer nationals.
1: Where, where do they have the spring? Uh, actually at Lincoln
0: okay uh, yeah so uh, people people make the the pilgrimage uh in may uh and for those of us that are on the east coast where it's you know a thousand plus miles yeah. it's, a, it's a bit of a trek. but uh, uh yeah so there's a good number of people that actually go out there then
1: did you make it this year
0: i did not yeah. uh i'm not as committed then uh so i enjoy autocross uh but it is it is one of many things that i enjoy motorsports related
1: yeah um So there's a lot of miles in one lap of America, like 3,500 miles, is it there? It was,
0: yeah. Yeah, so a total for the Cayman was 3,900 when we were done.
1: Wow.
0: A lot of of runs to Starbucks uh, on the side there. (laughs) And you don't get much sleep, do you? No. uh, Yeah, so the average sleep per night was between six and seven hours.
1: Okay, well, that's not... Yeah, it Seems was bad.
0: very legal speeds, very completely legal speeds that we were running between tracks. That's right. To get that amount of sleep, because there were definitely teams showing up at 1, 2, and 3 in the morning, and then they were back at the track at 6, 7 a.m.
1: <clears throat> My so. Lord. God. So so you had the One Lap of America you did this year. You're doing autocross stuff. And what else do you got going on for motorsports?
0: So I, I normally do uh, time trials with SCCA. Okay. Uh, and then I'll also do uh, some minor grid life stuff. Uh so, if you're familiar with Grid Life, uh, yeah. So, uh, Adam Jibay uh, is a friend of my co-driver uh, at One Lap, uh, Lisa Keys. Uh, so we actually uh, got to talk to him on his podcast, Slip Angle, uh, during the call or during the the drive. So there's a couple where we were actually were taking the call like through the Caymans audio system on the drive, talking about it. But uh, uh, yeah, they did a, uh, a Grid Life Festival event at CMP, which is my home track. Okay. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm hoping uh, that I can make it into Lime Rock uh, with uh, Gridlife as well to uh, so enjoy some of their events. But yeah, it's track and autocross combined.
1: When, when you say um, hoping to get into the Lime Rock, is it because it fills up so fast? Or
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very much a bucket list uh, uh, track for a lot of people. And it's such a great event that they throw up there. You know, I've had multiple friends uh, say that it was something that they really wanted to do again. Uh, it just so happened that I, I didn't realize that it had opened and it was like a day or two late. Oh. Uh, so
1: it had already filled up, but yeah. So speaking about things filling up quickly, how early did you have to get on One Lap of America? Because that's like 85 cars yes. a- across the nation. That's it.
0: Yes, it is actually quite, uh, uh, it was, it was surprising. Uh, how quickly it fills up, Yeah. Uh, so I've, uh, uh, in 2016 I bought one of the uh, the Shelby GT350s and the plan that year was, or the plan for 17 was to do that and through some life events it didn't ne- necessarily come to fruition, but every year after that I kind of paid attention to it so I started to talk to the people that had done it mm-hmm. and uh, it ended up that uh, uh, one of the guys that had done it was like, hey, Reg is opening up next week, you might want to pay attention to this so uh, it still slipped my mind, and it was like the day after it opened, I went ahead and, and registered for it, and it just so happened that there was somebody that dropped out that we were able to make it in. Uh, but yeah, luckily the, uh, the registration fee was 500 bucks, uh, and so we paid that in, and Lisa and I had already talked about it a little bit, uh, and so we ended up going on and completing
1: so did, did, did the two of you um you did one track then she did the next and you did one track she did the next so yep. that you'd have potentially a better chance at scoring higher maybe
0: we did there's definitely two strategies uh, uh the people that won uh tom uh tom O'Gorman and uh salil unfortunately i don't remember his name uh but yeah tom and salil they actually split sessions so one or the other would do the morning and then the afternoon Interesting. yeah yeah uh andy hollis and tom Sutter in the grm car they did the same yeah uh but yeah uh, the traditional more competitive route is one person does one track one person does the next yeah because they combine uh the two times morning and afternoon and generally if you
1: haven't done a track before your second three lap session you're better at it. yeah yeah so i interviewed uh several people about six or seven or eight people at the events. Andy was one of them. Okay. But um, I was, I'm so upset. I I lost the audio from the mics, and all I had was the audio from that. Okay. And we were standing outside and round round. Oh yeah. And so I, I used some software to clear up the noise, but then that meant you couldn't hear us at all. So it, it's choppy, but I mean he he had so much history. With One Lap of America, because he'd done it like 13 times. You could always blame Peter Lear. So okay. Yeah, P- Peter was the one that supposedly got Andy
0: Hollis involved with that. Okay. Uh, there's a forum that a lot of us are on, and uh, Peter's user title is, is something along the lines of like, the you know the best drug dealer uh, or something like <laughs> yeah. that and he he's often the one like he, he people will be like oh yeah i want to do one lap and he'll just like start sending them porsche advertisements you know or something <laughs> like that like just buy this go do that it'll be fine uh so yeah it's he's he's a magnificent person yeah uh but yeah so andy now has done it for a long time uh peter lear if you can ever get him definitely interview him
1: okay all right, and you said he was one of the winners.
0: Uh, so Peter Lear and Stephen Hughes. Stephen's here in STX actually this weekend. Okay. But uh, yeah, they were eleventh overall. Uh, for a while, they were in the top ten. Yeah. Uh, and then you know just uh, wet weather events, a couple other things like that. You know, just played against them a little bit. So they were just one out of of that coveted top ten.
1: What was the What was the car for the winning? The winning car. Uh, the winning car
0: was a GT three. Uh, uh 991.2, I think it was uh, okay. GT3. Uh, is it so
1: a, is it a gray or silver? Uh, it was chalk. Okay, chalk. Yes. Okay, I yeah, think I, I, I know I own, the one. Yeah,
0: owning a Porsche, I have to know the the uh, <laughs> color palette uh, as well. Yeah, um, you have to have have all of the acronyms,
1: all of the colors uh, uh, memorized. Otherwise, are you really a Porsche? No, probably, Porsche? Not. Yeah. probably not. Probably not. I, I have to use spell check to spell Porsche, so I'm, I'm not really a Porsche That's, that's person. perfectly okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Until I bought Kevin's, I didn't know a lot of them either, so it's yeah.
1: fine. Yeah. Um, so, um, how did you do in this event so far?
0: Uh, at the Pro Solo? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I was second in class uh, behind Kevin, who I bought the car from. Okay. Uh, yeah, so last year, Kevin, uh, I had I, seen him in the Cayman before, and I'd actually told him uh, several times, like, hey, if you ever go to sell this, like, I, I would like a chance to buy it. And so uh, he had commented, uh, again, on, on a forum, like, hey, I might be selling the Cayman soon. And I had messaged him, and I was like, hey, let me know. Uh, I, I, I might be interested at the time. So yeah, a few weeks later, Kevin ended up uh, towing the Cayman to my house and dropping <laughs> it off, and I handed him a check. Uh, and and uh, it was a, uh, it's a fantastic car. Um, but yeah, so since then, uh, Kevin has helped me out a little bit with some of the setup and and all of the other things. Uh, but yeah, obviously a multi-time national champion, uh, in multiple classes, I think. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, at this event, there's three, yeah, three, uh, C6Zs and a C5Z and then me, uh, in the Cayman. And, uh, so I got a little bit lucky, but it was literally Kevin, like almost seven tenths ahead of me. And then it was... Me and then .027 or something like that behind me was third, and then .002 seconds behind him was fourth. Wow! Uh, Yeah, we 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 told the guy like just you shouldn't have eaten that extra burrito the night before. (laughs) You would have been fine.
1: Um, So we had a little bit of rain today. Did you guys? improve mean did you go late enough that you could improve your time no, your yeah
0: we, we all knew that it was, it was, it was just, yeah uh kevin tried a different tire setup i i dumped the rear bar on the car uh, a couple other guys were trying like uh fresh sets of uh, yokohamas or more full tread depth the yokohamas and they actually stomped both kevin and i uh so it was it was kind of like
1: hey look this is the actual tower that we should have if it's raining yeah so yeah yeah wow um and then you're competing in the saturday and sunday event which is just um you know it's not it's not the drag strip kind of format correct um how do how do you think you'll fare in your class is kevin going to be doing that one as well Yeah, he is uh so kevin is the
0: odds-on favorite uh, the car that he's driving is the odds-on favorite what is it? Uh, so, so he also drives a C6 Z06. Okay. Uh, so if you look at the specs between the cars, it's a 3,100 pound car that makes 500 horsepower at the crank with a short long arm suspension, giant tires, and good camber. Versus a car that weighs 3,150 that has a not as good a suspension, considerably less camber, and considerably smaller tires, but does have a great transmission, which is the Cayman. Yeah. So uh, the Pro Solo really gives you the, uh, the, the advantage on the launch, but it's only worth a few tenths, and then the rest of the course, it's, it's yeah. up to the cars, yep. the drivers. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, I, I'm trying a different tire setup, trying some you know different suspension setup and stuff like that. But, yeah, Kevin is, is definitely the odds-on favorite. And, cool. Uh, but I, I look forward to the, uh, the competition, and I'm pretty sure the rest of the Pro Solo crowd is Going to be there as well yeah
1: so, yeah yeah it was, it was, i mean just like 300 some people here for for yeah. both the events right yeah. so geez yeah. um
0: autocross has been uh it's, some of the sites have dropped off over the years and so the ones that we have left uh especially on the east
1: coast there's a lot of people that show up yeah so yeah um what what about the porsche really attracted you or that particular one? Oh you, sound you obviously yeah. really wanted that car
0: Yeah. So uh, uh, as as a kid, I had written a will own list uh, of cars, and one of the cars on that list was the nine eleven. And you know, growing up on a farm in the middle of nowhere, and then you know, eventually moving to the big city and seeing all of these cars and stuff like that, uh, it was kind of a it was a dream uh, you know to own something like that, and uh, seeing. That car, knowing the Cayman was really the better driver's car between the two, the 911, you know, being pushed ahead, while the Cayman was kind of artificially held back a little bit, but still the better driver's car, it was. It was something that I really wanted to own for a very long time, and then seeing, you know, what was kind of considered to be the pinnacle of this is the perfect, you know, option to autocross car that Kevin spent months trying to find initially and everything else like that, and then setting it all up. Uh, so it was a I wanted to own
1: it. You know,
0: yeah. The sound, the, the driving experience, everything about it
1: after I bought it, zero regrets. So. Are you going to buy the car yes now, too? No. Uh, <laughs> somebody did joke with me
0: about that. They're like, oh, so you bought that one uh, if, he, if he gets tired of the C6Z. Ironically, the C6Z was a car on the will-own list uh, as well, uh, but I can only buy so many cars in colors I don't like. Uh, and silver, by far, is the least favorite color. Just, just
1: wrap it. Uh, you
0: know, so many people have told me that, and I'm like, you realize a wrap is not that far off of a paint job these days. <laughs>
1: I don't I have no idea.
0: Yeah, I have no but, idea. Uh, it's, it's 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 only like a a good paint
1: jobs like four or five grand, uh, and a wrap's like three grand. Wow, jeez. And, unless you do it yourself. As I say, uh, do, yeah. do it yourself kind of job. So yes, um, that's that's cool. So I in the um, grid life. What's the, it's road racing and something else, or? So yeah, you,
0: you've got uh, GLTC, or Grid Life Touring Cup, which is a, a, a more standardized road race, you know, you're racing for position. Uh, they have time attack uh, classes, which is what I normally end up in. Uh, they also have uh, endurance classes. So last year, uh, myself and my co-driver uh, for one lap, Lisa Keys, and then another uh, a team member uh, for Lisa, Ethan, We did their first endurance race, um, which I can't remember the name of the the tour or the series. It was like uh, club something. But, uh, uh, yeah, so we did that up at Pit Race in Lisa's Civic. Uh, But, yeah, so a couple of things along those lines. Uh, But they have multiple uh, multiple areas, multiple venues for people to join.
1: Got it. Yeah. I mean, I know that they came to – don't they have like a – I don't know if this is them. Like a massive like celebration in Columbus festival. Festival yeah. is it Columbus? Yeah, they Columbus? call them the
0: fe- uh, Well, no, they call them the festival events. The festival events. Yeah, so there's multiple festivals per year, and they'll have, you know, uh, artists, uh, yeah. music artists, yeah. and stuff like that. They have multiple sponsors that will show up. Okay. Uh, all sorts of things. So it's
1: it's a whole culture. Have that you shows up been there. to one of the, been to one of those? I have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Very I, fun. I want to check that out. I mean, there there's. Is there, like, a main one that they do? Because I feel like I, I saw something. It, like.
0: Yeah, it changes, uh, it kind of changes every year. Okay. Uh, so when they started, they actually started uh, down in the south, uh, if memory serves, at Road Atlanta. Uh, and then it's kind of grown from there. Uh, so the one that was at Carolina Motorsports Park earlier this year was a festival event. Okay. Uh, I think they did one at Autobahn. Uh, Lime Rock, the one that I'm, I'm hoping to go to, uh, is, is considered a, a festival event as well. And they all have, like, different, uh, you know, names and stuff like that. So Lime Rock is, I think it's called, like, Circuit Legends uh, as a festival event.
1: And then they have, like, Midwest Fest, yeah, uh, which I think was
0: Audubon. Uh, but, yeah,
1: a lot of stuff like that. Okay, cool. Yeah, I've got to get to one of the, I mean, I've been to their event, but not, that was before I started doing all the podcast stuff. I, and uh, the gentleman that I, I do arrive and drive when I race, and um, I, I, rent cars from chris taylor out of austin and he was he was actually racing in grid life and they they'd come to austin at coda and he was racing there so um it's it's a little bit more conservative i would say than maybe what happens typically like i race b-spec and you know you can you can bump draft and things like that but they, they don't they do not like that kind of stuff <laughs> grid yes grid life
0: uh, Grid Life's Sunday Cup series uh, was actually very tempting to me for a while. I actually owned a, a first-gen Honda Fit yeah. uh, for a number of years, and uh, I, I long said that the only thing it ever was missing was a K20. Uh, and, uh, you know, looking back into it, I've, I've thought about buying, like, a Sunday Cup car. Yeah. Uh, or similar. I've seen several B-specs go up for sale. Uh, they always look like a ton of fun to
1: drive. So There was somebody, um, Becky Burton. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Becky
0: put the mooncake sticker on the Cayman actually. If you look on the driver's uh, left or the driver's rear fender, there's yeah. a mooncake sticker.
1: Yeah, she yeah. says she was going around yep. sneaking stickers onto people's That's cars. It's a thing that happens at one lap for sure. Yeah, you get stickers from
0: other people and you're like, "Where did this come from?" <laughs> so my my rear factory wing is now Zebulon
1: Arrow, Okay. Uh, thanks to a couple of people, yeah, they put a sticker on it for that. <laughs> That's funny. Uh well how did you get started with motorsports i mean i know you've always enjoyed it but like how'd you how'd you really get started uh
0: i almost lost my license uh yeah so no one in my family and i've got tons of cousins everything else like that uh no one in my family was really like heavily into cars outside of like old volkswagens and they Mm -hmm. was just like for fun And uh, uh, so uh, growing up in the country, me and my best friend growing up, we used to race. uh, I had a Dodge Spirit uh, as my first car. He had like a Volvo 740 wagon. And we would race on our way to work in the morning at like 17 years old. And it was like seven o'clock in the morning down country roads.
1: Where, where, and, where were you at in the country? Where, where'd you live?
0: Uh, I lived in Ohio, in Union County, okay. uh, around a small town called Richwood. Okay. Uh, and it, it, was, it was on 42 acres. It was a hay farm. Uh, it was it was 40 minutes to the closest Walmart.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I grew up on in country as well. Okay. In a northern... Sometime in Iowa, but mostly in northern Missouri. Oh, yeah, that that is more country than Ohio. Yeah, yeah, and we were we were 15 minutes um, from the nearest kind of town, but they didn't have rest. Like there was no restaurants. There was no Walmart. Uh, There was a truck stop. And that was was the closest thing you could get to like a restaurant. And then the nearest actual town with real shopping. I have no idea because we never drove that far. You know, we just kind of stay on the farm. And um, it was was very similar for us. Yeah, yeah. Richwood
0: had a, a, you could buy like milk and bread at a, a small store there. Uh, but Marion was the closest town. While you could get to the close side of Marion in about 20 to 30 minutes, yeah. uh, to get to where the shopping center was was like 40 to 45. Yeah. So like you forget something at the store and you get back home and you're like, yeah, that's an hour uh, and a half round trip. We're not doing that Doing again. that
1: next month. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. tell me, you were racing with your buddy.
0: Yep. So we, we used to do uh, races like that. I figured out the top speed of the, the Dodge was 93. Uh, and uh, so, uh, I just started getting into it. I bought a motorcycle, uh, had a motorcycle accident when somebody pulled out in front of me. Uh, uh, and then I, I bought a, uh, my first Subaru, uh, it was a 2002 WRX, and started getting into that. Uh, I ended up meeting like uh, roommates that I had later on after college, um, and we used to do install parties where, you know, back in the day, you'd get a bunch of people together and you'd all install like an up pipe on your WRX or something like that and uh there was one instance where it was like four in the morning i was the last guy that had gotten stuff installed and i was out testing i was doing like 85 through a residential neighborhood at four in the morning cop crests the hill going the other way immediately turns on the lights obviously somebody had called the police like hey there's these hooligans out here doing this And I just pull over and stop. There's like smoke coming out of the engine bay. There are tools in the seat next to me and my hands are covered in grease. And the cop's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I I don't know. (laughs) And and so he ended up actually letting me off. He he wrote it as a 19 over and even though it was like 85 and a 30 or something (laughs) like that. uh, I made it home as the sun was rising uh and uh so i was uh, ohio i think allowed like 12 points or 13 points on your license okay and i was 1 point shy uh of losing my license and it was it was like i'd have to go to court to get a permission to go to work and i was like i need to figure something out so uh i actually bought uh uh from some from a, another like acquaintance through an acquaintance i bought a uh Subaru, a 2000 Subaru Impreza that had a mostly blown engine. It was like three cylinders, but it had a couple of good parts to it. And that's actually what became my autocross car today. And I was like, I just need to start getting into it. And so I just looked up the SCCA and was like, all right, street mod sounds like a great class. I can swap in the engine that I want to to swap in. So I built the car uh, starting in late 2005 and I fired it up in June of 2006, did my first autocross fall of June uh, 2006 and then first full season 2007 and just kept going
1: never looked back yeah what's what's the one thing that is gonna pleasantly surprise people about autocross who don't know anything about it the people yeah yeah Yeah. it's it's uh you know the
0: like I said kind of the beginning you meet people here and you you really don't have uh, a a perception of of who they are in, in regular life and, uh, you know, be, if, if you're a reasonable human being uh, uh, and you meet these people here, they're going to be just as reasonable back. They're going to be accommodating. Hey, welcome to the sport. Come on in. What, are, mm-hmm. what kind of car are you driving? Oh, that, that's not the greatest car. But, hey, we like the fact that you're coming <laughs> in. You know, or if it, is the, if it is a good car, you know, there's, there's the camaraderie there. There's, yeah. there's the, uh, you know, the jovial, you know, a little bit of uh, poking, but also, okay, you broke this. Let me, let me help you. You know, oh, you ran out of beer? Take one of mine. Yeah. So,
1: so um, I was introduced to you through Zach. Yes. And I, I met Zach. He, was, he had just moved to Atlanta, okay. working for Fox. And uh, he came to the track that day for an SCCA road race event with that weekend. And he knew some other friends there that I, that I raced with from Houston. And um, really great guy and he he you know introduced us via email but he mentioned something in the email that you should tell me more about oh no some some something about margaritas so this goes way back
0: uh uh in uh, so when i started going to solo nationals it was in 2013 and uh at the time this is a few people along the, along the lane or along the timeline uh there was a a, a guy named uh eric hyman and he had a Margaritaville margarita machine. And so I would show up to events and I'd bring him alcohol, tequila, whatever. He had a, uh, a GTR, a white uh, Nissan GTR in Street Mod. I had a white Subaru Impreza in Street Mod. And so we became friends and uh, uh, we're both nerds. Um, and uh, so over time, it was, it was a great experience. And, uh, and for, you know, he, he uh, got busy with life. He's got some kids, everything else like that. And in uh, 2015, uh, me and uh, my friend Chuck Pionowski, we decided that we were gonna build our own margarita machine. We had a little egging on from some of our friends as well. So we went to Menards in Lincoln, Nebraska, and for about three hours we wandered around and we found a cooler, a garbage disposal, and some toilet plumbing. And uh, we, we cobbled it together into a machine, so it's literally a cooler with a garbage disposal that we just hole sawed through and plumbed it into the bottom of it. <laughs> with some wiring and toilet plumbing that comes out of the output of the garbage disposal into the cooler and so you pour in mixed tequila ice and like cointreau and some lime juice and it grinds it in the garbage disposal and recirculates it through so a batch is four gallons of margarita (laughs) so we did it as a joke and just for fun in 2015 and we had like 15 people you know and they called people and they're like hey there's a margarita machine here on you know, whatever <laughs> row it was. And so we had people showing up and, and we only had bought, you know, like 80 or $100 worth of alcohol and, and supplies. So in 2016, we decided to kind of do it for real. Uh-huh. And so a friend of mine, Brian Hayes, is a huge barbecue aficionado. And uh, so we did trasherita and smoked meats. And since 2016 on, uh, it, it, was, it was pretty hardcore. Uh, my the, the largest amount of margarita that I've ever served at a national event was 18 gallons. Uh, we watered over 200 people uh, that day. <laughs> uh, I think the most meat we ever smoked was somewhere around 140 pounds. Wow. Yeah. So it was, it was like 18 pork butts or something ridiculous like oh, it couldn't have been that much. It was it was 120 pork 120 pounds or 130 pounds of pork butts. So like probably 14 ish pork butts. Uh huh. Yeah, and like 30 pounds of sausage. Just tons and tons uh, like that. And so we would throw these huge parties. And Hopefully
1: some people are helping contribute to this.
0: So we had a tip jar. Uh, uh-huh. And over the years, uh, we, we started uh, you know with our own money and we would run a tip jar, but we would usually be in the red. Uh, and then sometime around 2018, 2019, uh, we started to get like regions on board and they would they would donate uh, uh, either money or people would bring supplies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So in in uh, in 19 uh, we broke even, uh-huh. and in 21 uh, uh, we broke even. In 22 I think we had like 20 dollars extra. So like Brian and I just split.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: It's, I, it's awesome. Yeah. So it was it was very much like it was you know uh, people enjoyed it. It's, it's we would have Foursquare, uh, the high school game or elementary yep. school yep. game. You know. Yep. Uh, But yeah, so Trasherita really took on a life of its own, but behind Trasherita was Eric Hyman with his margarita machine. Behind him was Tracy Ramsey with uh, Blender Blaster, which was a two-stroke powered blender that he used with a a throttle trigger to make margarita. And then behind him was uh, Andy and Ann Hollis, I believe, uh, doing margaritas as well. So there's this whole lineage wow uh, as people come in they don't realize just how far back it goes yeah uh, and andy's gonna kill me for saying how far back because that <laughs> implies how old he is
1: <laughs> but uh yeah this is the same andy from andy hollis yeah wow yeah. okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's a there's this whole story arc that we
0: can go through uh but yeah so trasherita is no one remembers me they remember
1: trasherita <laughs> Uh, so, yesterday I walked up in the middle of a conversation and you were describing the different types of uh, combinations of things. Yes. So, t- tell me a little bit about that. Oh, uh,
0: okay. So, when we started, uh, we were making local strength. So, there's three local. levels: yeah, there's locals, nationals, and Canadian. Okay. And uh, so, local strength is four handles of tequila, about 10 handles of mix, bottle of country, bottle of lime juice. It's enough that if you drink two of them, and you're sitting down you probably shouldn't stand up on a hot day. Yeah. Uh, uh, Nationals is like six-ish handles of tequila to about eight handles of mix, a bottle of Cointreau, a bottle of lime juice, and a jar of moonshine. It has to be an actual jar, not like the, you know, thing that you buy at Dolly Partonville somewhere in in Tennessee. Uh, and then, uh, so that one is, is legitimately, I've had people get instant reports for like falling down in the bathroom. (laughs) Uh, and then, uh, Canadian happened one year, uh, where, uh, it was somewhere around probably eight to nine handles of tequila to like six ish handles of mix, a bottle of Cointreau, a bottle of lime juice, a jar of moonshine and a bottle of Everclear. That somebody handed me and said hey you should try and mix this in and see if you can make it disappear without people noticing and there were a number of people from the canadian contingent that would show up to nationals and they couldn't stand up the next day just them well, they, they imbibed most heavily. I see. Uh, so when you run a Trasherita party, usually the next day you get tagged in a few things on Facebook. that says, you are a very bad person. Yeah. How dare you? And I'm like, you are an adult. You yeah. came back for thirds. Yeah. It's not my
1: fault. Yeah.
0: We actually got to the point now where we are, we're like, somebody will come back with their cup and we'll give them another cup. So you can stack the cups yeah. to know how many cups you've had. Yeah. Because we've had people forget many cups they yeah, had yeah. and it's dangerous
1: yeah the everclear man that's some that's some serious yeah stuff. the only stuff i could that's the only alcohol i couldn't hide you can
0: always taste everclear no matter how much i tried to hide yeah it. yeah so but yeah uh trasherita lives in the shop right next to uh, the autocross car yep. and uh, so i bring it out now it's only probably twice a year i used to bring it out like five six seven times a year but i've been doing it now for seven eight years
1: Getting on towards the end. Yep. So, yep. But, uh, well, somebody also have some other, uh, device maybe after yours? I hope so. Uh, yeah. Uh, one of the, uh,
0: the most coveted awards, in my opinion, to win, you, you win a jacket. And everyone wants to win a jacket. Uh, but to me, uh, there's an award, uh, called the Spirit of the Sport Award. And, uh, I won in 2017. Uh, the guy that does the smoked meats, uh, with me, he won, I think it was in, 2018 or oh no, it was 2019. Yep. uh And to win the Spirit of the Sport Award means that you have been picked out of 50 some thousand people as uh, uh, you know, bringing on the camaraderie, the tomfoolery, mm-hmm. everything. You know, bringing a smile to people's faces. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, personally, my, I hope that Jay Bullington, who's going to run the ice cream social tonight, wins this year because I think he deserves it. Uh, but yeah, running Trasherita seeing all the smiling faces and everything else like that, it, that that's why we do it It—it it, it is not for anything else it is to bring people together and, and to have fun going back to yeah your comment about like what would you tell people yeah tell them coming into autocross and it, it it's about people
1: what so. what is going to be what is going to be the hardest thing that people don't expect to be hard with autocross the rules
0: oh really yeah <laughs> uh so autocross definitely you know it started in the whatever 60s or 70s uh so this is the 50th running of of uh, and nationals so that means the first was what 1973 uh and uh you know cars and tires uh and everything else in 73 is a little bit different than in 23 Mm -hmm. and uh so uh I, i feel like the leadership has kind of started to understand and 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 change the direction of this very large aircraft carrier that is the scca um but yeah people coming into the sport you know they're coming in with whatever car they like whatever car they bought that they think is cool maybe it's a focus svt from 2005 or something Mm -hmm. like that maybe it's a subaru impreza wrx uh and they're coming in and they're they're seeing all of these other cars and and they're they're running against them and they're losing by multiple seconds and uh, you know, they're, they're, they don't understand necessarily why it's this way or why them putting an a aftermarket hood on their almost completely stock Toyota Celica puts them in street mod or something else like that. Yeah. And uh, some of it is just talking through with them or working through with the, you know, them on, on this is why that rule exists yes it's potentially unfair yes i agree with you that you're not going to be competitive in that class unless you spend you know a lot more money or just sell the car and they're like well we love the car you know and and so i think that the the hardest part there is is working with some of the new people that are coming in and and giving them that hook yeah uh that says let's do this
1: yeah Uh, but i think they're changing which is the point that that matters trying to mean um i think that that's I hope that's true across the board right for road racing for everything really because um there's a lot of other competing places out there you know like um i did lemons for years because they
0: would let me in uh i wanted to do road racing but scca road racing very stringent yeah you know you have to spend a lot of money you have to own the car and everything else like that and if you're not at the pointy end you're doing 20-minute races go to lemons you get a two-hour stint yeah, the car's awful, but you get to drive for two hours yeah. among a bunch of other awful cars, <laughs> you know, and you have a great time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, like grid life. You know, yeah, grid life's
1: one that's that's I think picking up a lot of steam.
0: Yeah, there's there's a lot of these organizations that they're much newer, they're much more agile. You know, they don't have the the history and the the baggage even in some cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so they can compensate, move around, and say, "Oh yeah, you know what? Here's a new change. We just didn't think that this was going to be needed, but here it is." And people are like, "Oh, that's cool." Uh, you know, Seca is like, "Oh, we're going to do this take back and everyone loses their minds. Uh, so there's, it's a fluid situation. And I think that for the new competitor coming in, you know, it's it's they're gonna they're gonna be dipping their toe in multiple ponds, just yeah. like. I am. You know, I'll run grid life. I'll run with NASA. I'll run uh, one lap. I'll run time trials. I'll run track night in America with SCCA. I'll run autocross. Uh, you know, it's finding uh, your niche that you really fit. yeah. I will say one thing: the, the SCCA does really well is both track night and autocross. Yep. You know, they pretty much have the market there. So. Yeah. Even yeah. though the rules are awful, sometimes. <laughs> Even, like, and I, I worked on, or I, I volunteered on one of the air, uh, advisory committees. Yep. E- yeah. Yeah, sometimes they're awful, and you just accept it, and you're like, you know what? Everyone has to play by the same rules. Yeah. So, it's okay. Yep. Um, wh-
1: what is, like, what's the craziest car that you've seen somebody take out on autocross? Either good or bad. Oh, man. Uh, craziest...
0: I don't know, actually. Uh, There's been so many different cars that I've seen go out. Um, I mean, I've seen like an 80s Ford Thunderbird. Uh, There's a guy up in Ohio, uh, Ethan Bradbury. Uh, He and I used to run in the same class, and he was a staunch proponent of the 2.3 turbo engine uh, that came in those, and he still has it to this day, and he's doing very, very well, actually. Uh, I've I've seen a, a, a mod Jeep that shows up, and I mean it's it's a Jeep in the name that it has like it, there's a Jeep body that is draped over <laughs> something very different underneath, uh, and then I've seen a Pontiac Bonneville, where the owner said that just wait until I get the the upgraded you know Pontiac suspension whatever he had like the code from the factory you know how like we like Porsche people are stupid in that regard oh I've got the X seventy three With the pdk and the ptv and all and he was like quoting the option packages from pontiac (laughs) to us saying just wait until he got it and we're all like (laughs) and he got one of them and came back and lost by the same margin that he had prior and then never came back again (laughs) uh uh actually where i started um there was a ford probe that had the V6 in it, uh, the Probe GT. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so where I started was in the Ohio Valley region and they ran a class called Street Mod Street Tire for a while. And I think they may still do it, it's SMS. Uh, And uh, so it was like myself, uh, a guy in a supercharged Scion, uh, the Scion TC, uh, had the TRD supercharger on it. And then this Ford Probe uh, with the, the V6 in it, if memory serves, and um, yeah, we just had a ball, like my car was absolute crap at the time, and so was everyone else's <laughs> and we just went out and we had a ball every single event, and, and you'd see all of these like weird cars show up like that
1: so. do uh are carts allowed yeah
0: uh, adult carts, yeah, yeah, uh, so we used to allow junior carts there's been a few uh, incidents with those, and now they're out yeah. but yeah yeah so we we it used to be called like uh, uh, Forget what it was like F125, and then it became K125.
1: I think now it's cart mod. So the carts are probably pretty aggressive on the course, aren't they? They are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh,
0: they're also they've been known uh, to be called the cheapest crack pipe or you know something similar to that. <laughs> you can buy one for you know three 000, four thousand dollars and uh-huh. and go out and set FTD raw uh, at most events. Uh, but uh, I, I I haven't done it because uh the uh, suspension setup on that is is your vertebrae yeah (laughs) and i I value my back uh so uh uh, but they are they they always look like incredible fun
1: yeah i talked to some people that they're like i I mean actually i've talked to several people and they ended up quitting because they just kept on breaking ribs
0: yeah they they will you'll see them wearing rib protectors yeah and and uh, like my street mod car doesn't have air conditioning but i can wear shorts and a t-shirt Whereas on a cart, you have to wear uh, at least long pants and long sleeves yeah. for abrasion resistance. Most people will wear a full cart suit yeah. uh, with neck protection mm-hmm. and a rib, uh, rib cage protector. And they're sitting there, and I'm from South Carolina, so they're sitting there, and it's a 90, 95 degree ambient day, the surface is 130 degrees, and they're this far off of it. Yeah, it's hot. <laughs> and I'm like,
1: let me turn the HVAC on in my car that doesn't
0: have air conditioning, and I'm still gonna be cooler than yeah. that.
1: So, cool. Yeah. Well, man, thank you for sharing all your information and stories and fun times. So, of course. Uh, wish you the best of luck tomorrow and uh, Sunday. And uh, I, right now, I plan on going to Nationals. So, okay. Um, you'll find me in the southeast
0: region, uh, wherever they put us. But okay. it'll be easy to find us. Okay. Uh, we're running the beer exchange uh, on Monday night. So you're you'll show up and there will be literal kiddie pools full of beer as people from all across the nation bring their local brew uh, and it's bring six take six uh so you bring your sixer whatever it is from your local and then you can pick up six different beers from around the nation uh and and literally we have probably like 80 or 90 beers left over because people bring six and then they drink three and they're like holy crap i'm drunk yeah i'm done yeah uh but there's there's uh there's that there's the whiskey tasting occasionally uh, Tuesday's Trash And then Wednesday is Jay's uh, Ice Cream Social, Whiskey Tasting, and Course, uh, course Videos. So, I, uh, uh, Horse Videos? Course. Okay. Videos, I, was, yeah. <laughs> I was
1: like, what, what is yeah, that? Yeah, we're, we're
0: crazy, but we're not Horse not crazy. Not that crazy? Yeah. Horse Crazy is, is that's another level. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not going to be able to partake in the alcohol, but I would be interested in the ice cream and barbecue. That sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. So. Swing by on Tuesday for the barbecue and Wednesday for the ice cream. And there's so. ice cream tonight? There is, yes. Is it at Jay's it is. setup over there? This is the one with the... Yeah, the JXB. The
0: uh, canopy yeah. on top? Yep, so he has a business called JXB selling car parts. Uh, but yeah, they're going to do the welcome party uh, over by Jeff Cox's trailer. I know, Yeah. Uh, yep, so they're doing uh, cookout over there, and then uh, everyone's coming down to Jay's for uh, ice cream, uh, and he does huge sweet tooth, man after my own heart. Uh, and so he's got various different ice creams ready to go.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Do you know what time all that starts?
0: No idea, but I'll just follow the crowd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Generally, a good idea
1: in autocross is follow people. You'll find either Mexican <laughs> food or tequila or potentially ice cream. Yeah. You don't know. Well, I was over near that that group last night, and they had uh, chicken and rice. It was delicious. So. Yeah. Again, the camaraderie Yeah. what brings us here. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. I want to thank you for listening to Driven to Compete. It's been a pleasure sharing this episode, and I hope we've provided some inspiration and entertainment along the way. If you like the content, please share and like. But I have one ask for everyone listening. I would appreciate more than anything to add you to my weekly newsletter. Simply visit my website, driventocompete.com, and you'll see a form to get on my newsletter where I share exclusive content and giveaway swag.